BYLP is building a student media program. Do you have a face for the camera? A voice that stands out? A knack for writing? Do you like to create content on your phone? Can you adjust to a fast-paced environment? If you answered yes to any of these questions, here's your chance to show us what you got. BYLP is looking to fill its media program with student talent both on and off camera. Producers, directors, editors, and writers to tell their own stories their way. Go to BYLP.org to apply. Students who complete the program may be eligible for a stipend. For more information, go to BYLP.org. Baby. We in here. Yeah, we in here. Been- Y'all better get comfortable with saying black. We in here. Yeah, we in here. Black versus the Board of Education. Because we came here to get a lesson now. We in here. Yeah, we in here. Because we came here to get a lesson now. And you know that's why we are indeed a whole mood. That's it. Well, we're certainly a whole mood, and it is another Monday right here on Black versus the Board of Education. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Miss Laureen, and I will be your host for the day, as usual. Uh, but before we get started, you know, we always have to kick it to the crew so that you know who's in the building as well. So let me start with Jada. You're up. Hey, y'all. My name is Jada. I'm a 17-year-old homeschooled senior, class of 2023. Woo-woo. Uh, and I'm so glad to be back. Wonderful. Miss Anaya. Hey, everyone. My name is Anaya, and I'm also a senior in high school. Wonderful. Jalen, say hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Um, <laughs> you sound like Fat Albert. <laughs> That's what I thought of. Uh, my name is Jalen. I am a uh, college student at uh, San Francisco State right now. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, welcome. Uh, Samuel, say hey. Oh, oh, sorry. I was just trying to unmute myself. Hello, my name is Samuel. Um, I'm in sixth grade. Um, I'm 11, about to be 12 in four days on Friday. Nice. All right. Um, uh, Miss Melissa, it's yeah. on you. Hi, everyone. My name is Melissa, and I am a junior in Southern California. Well, welcome back. I'm so excited that you all are here. Um, and, you know, we wouldn't be Black versus the Board of Education unless we had a chance to really connect with people and we put highlight some stories that are going on. Y'all can hear me okay, yes? Yes? Oh, awesome. All right, so um, today we're, we're dealing with uh, violence on uh, school campuses. And I know, like, um, a lot of times, I don't know if you know it, but there are multiple schools around our area Um, having difficulty trying to manage the frustration we are seeing with our young people. There are some decisions being made uh, that have really um, caused some sort of issue uh, with the faculty and how they they respond to things. I don't know if it's a lack of training. I don't know. I really don't know what it is, but we're going to discuss that today and try to figure out a way forward. Um, I, I know we talked about this last time, right? We were talking about what happened here in town at Monterey Trail High School. Um, And, you know, I don't think that we can have that story in context without the person kind of at the center of it. And so we will get to him in in a moment. Uh, I know he is waiting backstage. Um, We'll get to him in a moment because I think that 
in order to really um, understand what it is that we see, because a lot of times we see little bite-sized pieces on social media, yes, or, or in the news and everybody covers it from whatever angle they want to cover it from. But I think it's important and y'all keep putting them on and taking them off. And I'm not sure what that is, but we'll let him introduce himself and we'll come back to him after we play just a little clip. So uh, if you could pull KJ back up. Welcome to Black versus the Board of Education. We are so excited to have you here. <laughs> Do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah. Um, hello, my name is Kwame. Uh, some, some people call me KJ, family members, all that. Uh, I'm 15, and right now I am, today I just started going to my new high school. So okay. uh, just trying to get back into, you know, the normal schedule of going to school and everything. And yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time to come and hang out with us. Um, I know that you would probably rather be anywhere but here. Uh, so I'm really excited that you slid through because I, I think that um, in order to have things in context, because when your, when your incident happened, there were a lot of adults um, kind of online and they were assuming what something was. Um, and I want to give you the opportunity to kind of set that record straight. Um, but we do have a news clip that I want to go to just so we can have some context for those who may not know that we're talking about. We are not going to show the video in its entirety. I believe this is a clip of your father um, talking about the incident. So if we can go to that clip, we'll come right back and we'll get into the discussion. Yeah, he is at home under concussion protocol, being monitored by his doctors, but he's scared to go back to school after he was hit twice in the head with a fire extinguisher, then kicked while he lay on the ground unconscious. You, you had no sense of consequence. A message from a father to his son's classmate. The what ifs of an attack at school, he says, run through his mind. When my son was knocked unconscious on the ground and then you take the thing and, and hit him in the face. And then with the extended video I've seen, he also got kicked in his face also. You know what I'm saying? This is stuff that my son doesn't even remember. Kwame Curry Sr. is next to his son, KJ, in this photo. He said Kwame Jr. could have died and he's lucky. Concerns over his neck and a concussion were the worst of it. All over what he says, a pair of shoes. Is the guy was trying to get my son for his uh, for his shoes, his Jordans, and he said, and, and my son confronted him and checked him about this. Curry said after the earlier confrontation, the two boys had PE together without an issue until lunch. But took a fire extinguisher, concealed it in his bag, uh, concealed it in his bag, um, and then had one of his friends recording the whole time, and then. Um, um, they one one of the kids was like, I know where I know where I know where uh, KJ is at and stuff, and they uh, proceeded to go where he was at. We won't show the video; it's too graphic. This screenshot shows the extinguisher in the student's hands. Curry has seen his son's attack online and is left with questions about how it was handled. He said he never got a phone call. Do you feel safe sending your son back to school there? Um, no. 
Now, I did talk to a district spokesperson, and they said that at least one parent of that student was contacted immediately after the event. The student suspect is in juvenile detention and won't face a judge for a few days. There is a crisis response team on this campus over the next few days as well. Is it enough, though? We dig into what's happening on school campuses at 5. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Sorry about that, y'all. I'm getting directions and I'll, I'll whatever. Anyway, so I want to, um, because that was a lot to take in for folks who don't know what happened to you. Um, I kind of want to go back because I heard a couple of things in the video that I kind of want to clear up for the peanut gallery who have a whole lot to say about what transpired that day. Um, I've heard you referred to as a bully. So can we start um, earlier that day? What was that day like uh, for you? Um, at first, like, you know, I just expected to go to school, you know, do all my schoolwork and then like just go back home and have to do the stuff that I have to do at home and everything. But like, even when I was sitting down and saw him approach me as I was, you know, playing a game on my phone, I'm like, well, I don't know, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going to happen. So, you know, just seeing somebody reaching in front of you and you feel them touching your shoes or, or just reaching in front of you and not, you, you really don't know what's happening. And then you see other people that's around already with their phones out recording everything. So of course, you, you know, I got up and like we had an entire argument and then, you know, I took myself out of the situation by grabbing my bag and walking away. But, you know, of course, you know, some people don't let stuff go. I thought the situation was over, which is why I continue to go on with my day. So. Mm -hmm. And so when you say that um, there were people already recording, what was going through your mind as you're being recorded uh what what was happening you know what were you thinking at first you know i was thinking like you know well most people like when people are already recording something is people get finna get ready to fight or anything so you know i didn't know what he was walking up on me to do so okay um and so you guys have been on school campuses right so when you see someone recording, what are you what are you thinking when when you see someone recording? And Jalen, I see you trying to grab your microphone, so I'm gonna go to you first. So when I see um, recording, I think just like KJ said, a fight is going to happen, or somebody's trying to do a viral challenge. That like because mm. like we talked about on episode one, cloud is the main form of currency nowadays. So everybody's looking for the next big thing. How am I gonna get famous? And on school campuses, fights make you famous mm. or doing dumb stuff. Jada? Um, I know personally when I see like a camera being pulled out, I think of like a pre-planned kind of thing. Like, you know, sometimes it'll be a camera, like, there'll be five cameras and five people in a circle, like looking around, waiting for like the big moment to happen. So I'm kind of just like, like, what's about to happen? Like, I'm thinking there's going to be a fight because every time there's a camera, there's a fight. You see, it starts with one person, then it starts with a group of people, then a group of people start walking, everybody starts running, and I'm just like, why is everybody running? So Do you run? No, I don't run. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're the only one that, you that see somebody running, don't run. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jada. <laughs> Samuel, so when, when you're watching, because I believe that that also is a clip that's been circulating online, 
uh, where you guys are in a gym, correct, KJ? You guys are in a gym, and you do hear people kind of um, putting putting it on thick in the background. Sam, what were you thinking as as you were watching that clip um, that's been circulating? I didn't hear the audio because my uh, my mom showed it to me without the audio, but while I was thinking of it, I was just thinking like, what a what a just a horrific act. What 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 puts you in the right headspace to just think I'm gonna hit somebody with a fire extinguisher? Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking. Oh, okay. You so you're talking about the incident, what transpired after the gym. Melissa, did you have, a, and I know you were trying to protect your, your, your mental, um, and so you may not have watched it, but when you see students on campus with their cameras out, what are you thinking? I'm thinking, like what Jada said, that there's something pre-planned, like there's something someone else knows about, or like she said, like this group of people knows about that I don't know about. And I'm just trying to figure out what's happening, whether it, it's a fight, a physical fight, or an argument, like... I'm thinking something's pre-planned. Someone knows what's happening because why are cameras out? These people know about something that I don't know about. So I'm worried about like trying to figure out, is this a safe environment? What's about mm -hmm. to happen that I don't know about? And when you think about safety, Anaya, um, do you, you saw both videos, I'm assuming, or just one? Um, I saw the video in the gym and in the cafeteria. Okay. So you heard, and you go to this, this particular school. So when you heard what was going on in the background, were you shocked at that they were trying to instigate, you know, some sort of situation happening? No, I wasn't shocked at all. Why? That's just the type of thing that kids do nowadays. Just instigate for fun, I guess. Instigate for fun. Yeah, it's become a trying to be like me personally. I wouldn't take that level of yeah. disrespect. It's just like entertaining for them. And even after... Um, I was told that he was hit with a fire extinguisher and it was when I thought it was a fight and he just was hit during them fighting, like fighting on both sides. People in who were around me was like me personally, I would never let that happen to me. And I was like, you can't really predict, right. And <laughs> somebody... you can't really control somebody yeah. doing something like mentally unstable like that. You... Okay. And so, KJ, when when you heard um, that they were trying to portray you as a bully, um, how did that make you feel, and, and was that accurate? I mean, I wasn't, I didn't really, like, pay attention to what people were saying because, you know, from my point of view, I know what happened. Mm-hmm. I know about the I know the whole situation and everything. So, you know, just from people seeing videos and them just assuming that I, like it was a bullying, it was a bullying action, which is why he did, which is why he did what he did. But I mean, honestly, as bad as it made me feel, I, I still, I still didn't really care what people were talking about. Like I, I didn't really pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. so. And so. You know, and and I had a chance to uh, talk to you uh, after the incident. Um, but you guys, as as you were looking on social media and you were seeing kind of the things that were being said, and thank God KJ didn't pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. But when they were describing it as a bullying situation, um, did you see it as bullying? I know I didn't, mm -hmm. and not even 
not even just social media. I went to a barber shop and I was hearing people talk about the situation and people was like, "Oh yeah, uh, you heard about what happened?" He's like, "Yeah, that kid bullied him." I me, I mean, he deserved it. And then I had to really check people. I'm like, "You guys are assuming from mm-hmm. a video that you've seen that has no full context that one person's getting bullied because." People can edit videos to make anything look like it's anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They probably like who knows what particularly happened in that situation in the in the thing, but you can't just go out there and throw people under the bus, especially without even knowing the full context of what even happened. Mm-hmm. So, also, go ahead, Pat. Um, I also want to add on that like bullying is a series of events. Mm. Right. That one video couldn't have been oh this kid is getting bullied, and then once you hear the full story, even if he was being bullied. That's not an excuse. You right. don't deserve to almost get killed over bullying somebody. And I, yeah, I was just about to second that. It's like, okay, like, I believe he wasn't the bully. And I don't believe based off that one video that he was bullying. It seemed like he was just like, bro, like, go back to your stuff. He like, he himself. was standing up for himself. And like, well, am I just supposed to let you, what, take my shoes? Like, and I feel like even if he was being a bully, nobody deserves to get basically ambushed because he he never mm. saw that coming it wasn't like oh let's fist fight this like you know like that would have at least been something more sensible like fighting in general isn't sensible but that would have been more than just like let me almost commit murder like mm. that just seemed like that that was huge do you think bullying was used as an excuse melissa Absolutely. And there's always excuses used by the adults who are not doing their part in the situation, by even other kids who are not doing their parts as bystanders. The fact that people were standing there with their cameras out shows that that was just another excuse. If you really thought that someone was being bullied, why didn't you go say something instead of pulling your camera out? Why didn't you go try and, and stop the situation as best as you could why did you decide that recording was best for a bullying situation if it is a situation where someone is being bullied pulling your camera out is making you just just as much a part of the situation and as part of the problem because you're being a bystander and you're not doing anything to help the situation meaning you're only making it worse yeah and the person with the cameraman with that whole altercation before the incident i feel like should also have a place in this because I feel like what made the situation what made the situation worse was his instigating, his his comments and his jokes and like all the camera angles he was trying to do like like this was a whole production. It was so unnecessary to me. It was annoying. I couldn't. It was super annoying. Samuel. What I also would say is that bullying was a scapegoat for the real for the real issue. A student got assaulted and. With the with the deadly weapon, mm. aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. That's the official term. What? That's the crime. Official term. What I perceive it as. They're ex- excusing that and scapegoating bullying as that catch-all term. Mm. What we should be really investigating and digging deep about is what what led up to this. Why did this happen? And how can we prevent this from happening again? Talk to him, Sam. And so, KJ, do you remember anything about being in that lunchroom? Um, the only part I really remember was, like, walking in to, to get a spoon to eat my slushie. So, 
That was really it. I mean, after that, it was like the only other part that I remember was really waking up and everything. So. And when you woke up, what do you remember seeing? Um, well, what I first remember seeing when I woke up was uh, the firefighters, like, kind of bent over in front of me and everything, like, checking on me and everything. And then after, uh, after I sat up and, like, went to go sit down, then that's when I saw my mom coming in and everything. And then after a few minutes later, that's when my dad and my brother came in. And then, yeah, just and everybody getting there. And so am I to understand that you were hit in the head twice and they made you sit up? Yeah. Did they make you walk on your own too? Um, I kind of got up, like once they made me sit up and I kind of sat up, I just walked to go sit down. And nobody told you to lay down anywhere and be still? <laughs> that could have been fatal. Nobody should be sitting up after getting knocked in the head. Like, that could be a concussion. There could be internal bleeding. Like, no, that... Who ran the safety protocol? Or like, even, like, I feel like I'm not a trained medical professional, but I feel like you could have got paralyzed. Like, that's your spinal cord. If you move, he could have been paralyzed because of his movement. So the fact that the people who were there, trained professionals there to help him, they didn't do what they needed to do. Especially because you don't even know what the injury is. Right. right. You don't even know what the injury is yet, but you're like, you know what? Go exactly. Sit down. Go like they needed sit to up, assess him. Sit down. It's ridiculous. So that was faulty on their part as well. Well, and, and then, you know, so, you know, all weekend I've been doing my first aid training. Um, and I think you're doing it right now. I am. Um, on, on that first aid training it says if someone is hit in the head or you suspect a head injury that you are not supposed to move them um and that you're supposed to do certain things to make sure that you uh kind of contain or uh stop them from moving because they could things could get worse right and so i have a hard time with the fact that they're saying well, first they said that you had some issue breathing, right? And I'm going to bring your dad in um, because I want to know, Kwame, uh, I want to know kind of when, because they did not call you. Can we just clear that up right now? Were you called? No, they never contacted me at all. And you are the custodial parent, is that correct? Yeah. Okay, so they did not call the custodial parent. That's a problem. And then when they called, they didn't call you, you called the school. What happened when you called the school? Well, I called the school and it was actually a student. Um, it was actually a student that answered the phone. And then when I told, I, I literally told the student to get a, um, get an adult on the phone. And he wanted to sit up there and argue with me and try to make it seem like, you know, oh, people are busy and this and that. And I, and I was, I, I had to use all my power to sit up there and, and really curse this little boy out. But look, you better get some, an adult on the phone like ASAP. I'm trying to find out what's going on with my son right now. So finally somebody gets on the phone and when they get on the phone, they're like, you know, I'm trying to find out the status of my son. And they're like, who is this? And I'm like, and and that's when I kind of just lost it. I was like, man, look, like my son was just assaulted. You guys didn't call me. You guys didn't say anything. I had to find out, you know, from somebody else. What's going now, on? With pause my... for me. Pause for me. How did mm -hmm. you find out what happened to your son? Well, me and my um, me and my other son were in were in our garage working, 
uh, working on some jobs and he got a phone call from his friend at the school. Um, and like, I could, I had just ordered us lunch. So we're, we're literally about to eat and I can see his facial expression is like changing, like his whole, you know, we were, we were in there laughing and joking. And then when he gets the phone call and he starts listening to the call, his whole mood changed. And I'm like, kind of like, like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Like, you know, and then he got off the phone. He was like, we got to get to the school like right now. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, um, uh, KJ was just hitting the head with a fire extinguisher. And I was like, what? And we jump up and we leave out the house. And as I'm racing to the school, you know, that's when I place the call and stuff like that. And then on top of that, while, while I'm on one of my phones talking to the people at the school, like my other phone is ringing off the hook. And it's, and it's an ex-girlfriend that I haven't even talked to in years that's literally calling me and telling me, you know, I need to hurry up and get to the school because something happened to my son. You know, and so, so, so the person who called your phone was someone who was at the school, a child at the school? That called my phone? I'm sorry, that called your son. There was, yeah. a, it was a child who called it your son. A, it was a child that called him. And said that something happened to KJ. Yes. So when you called the school, nobody told you that? No, nobody, nobody said anything. Everybody kept, kept kind of just pushing it around and, and, oh, let me get you to somebody. Let me get this. Let me get that. And then by the time somebody got on the phone and started, you know, even kind of lightweight talking about the situation, they're literally trying to, trying to almost sit up there and tell me that, oh, everything is, you know, everything is fine. KJ is, you know, um, KJ was just having some, some, um, some breathing issues and, and, and passed out. And I'm like, passed out. Like I heard that he was hitting his head, you know, and then there's silence on the phone. Mm. So you were told that he passed out. He had breathing issues and passed out. They never told you that he was hitting the head. No. And that's the problem. That's the same thing. That's the same thing that they told the, um, the first responders in the um, fire department and the EMT uh, people as, uh, as well as the sheriff. That's what they told. That's what they told them. That's why there was no real severity to the situation on their part because they didn't, they were given, they were given the uh, uh, misinformation. That is crazy. How do you give that much misinformation. I'm confused. That's, That's what we wanted misinformation. To know. That's a lie. Like yeah. that he could have withholding been, information, right? If they hadn't so seen that video, he would have gone home. So probably something wrong with his brain. He would have gone home. Oh yeah, he just passed out. That like, it could have gotten worse. It could have gotten so much worse because people want to hold information for what? And then lying to the to the victim's parent and the emergency. Yeah, so when you, you now. Full full oh disclosure, we were we were on the phone at some point um, because you called me on the way to the school. Yeah, you um, we were on the phone. Uh, I want to say your son, your other son, got a a, a copy of the video that had Actually, been. Actually, no. Let me take that back. I okay. had when I called you. When I called you, I actually was already. I had already been to the school. I had okay. already been to the school, and and I and I and I picked him up to take him to the hospital so mind you when i was on the school, pause, pause. On the school why school, why did you take him to the hospital 
Um, because my my thing was, I'm not. I, I don't care what the hell the people said to me about about anything. My thing is, I I know what I was told that happened to my son, mm-hmm. and my thing was to get my son checked out. Period. That was that was it, and that's all. So. Yeah, so I see Melissa's mouth is moving, and Jada is trying to jump in here. Melissa, why, why, why the confused face? Well, you have to take him to the hospital. So what about the first responders? They lied to. They sent the ambulance away. They sent the ambulance away. The the fire the fire department guy, he said that like, I called I called his mom because I because again nobody had been told anything. I called uh, um, KJ's mom and I was like, hurry up and get to the school. She said, I'm almost already there. She said that her cousin in Texas is the one that called her and told her about what happened. So um, when it was I'm, already on social media. And all of this was being informed to everybody else except the custodial right. parent. Yes. Right. <laughs> we got people from Texas hearing about it before the custodial oh, oh, parent. And, and the first responders were lied to. So people in Texas knew about it before the people assessing the victim knew is what there, really happened. Is that illegal to lie to first responders? Like, isn't that an elite? Like, is that not illegal? Like, correct me if I'm wrong. I, to lie? illegal. Samuel has his hand up. Go ahead, Sam. It's along the line of negligence because you are endangering somebody in your in your care and in your guardianship. You are you are a place of safe haven, quote unquote, for children. That is also child endangerment. So, you know. And I know for a fact that the sheriff's department was told that he was having breathing issues, um, and that uh, he passed out. I know for a fact because I verified that. Yeah, and that's what they told us, and that's what the sheriff told us at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and, and and then went from there. But when I called his mom, like, I'm I'm like enraged at this point, and I guess one of the fire, one of the fire people, grabbed his, um, grabbed her phone and started talking to me, and I told, and he said, Mr. Curry, just calm down. He said. We've we've looked over your son and it doesn't look like he's too injured. Oh, so we it felt doesn't look like he's too injured. Yeah. Are you a doctor? He said, <laughs> we feel we feel comfortable to send the ambulance away. And I was like, and I was like, and I was like, what the hell are you talking about? I said my son was hitting the head with a fire extinguisher. And he was like, What? Like he was he didn't even know that. Like he was confused. He was like, he was like, what? And I was like, "Don't even worry about it." I said, "I'm here now. I'm 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 pulling in right now." And I went in, and I had my choice words with a lot of the people that were uh, that was there and stuff like that. Because again, they kept on they kept on talking about you know uh, um, that you know it wasn't too serious and all of that stuff like that, and that pissed me off. So my thing at that point was to get my son and get him checked out. Um, Cause I walked over to him. He was, you know, he was, he was in the days. He didn't know too much of what was going on, all of that stuff. And I'm, I'm confronting you like confronting people and then trying to, you know, take care of him at the same time. So I had his mom go around to the front, um, to the front of the school next store to get my daughter out so I can pick my daughter up. Unfortunately it was her birthday. Um, so we got her. Um, I had my son in the car. We got her, and then I left. And then that's when I called you when okay. I was on the way to the hospital to take him to the hospital. 
So about um, uh, right after I hung up with you, I got a phone call. Not a phone call. No, you was on the phone with me, and a oh. video came through. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then so, he hung up on me. While I was I'm on like, the phone. I'm like, hello? <laughs> while I was on the phone, my my 18-year-old son in the back would started screaming and stuff like that. And he was like, take me back to the school. Take me back to the school. And I was like, what's wrong? And he was like, these, like, he started cursing. He was like, these mother, beep, 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 you know, look what they did to KJ. And, and I was like, what are you talking about? And he, and, he, and he showed me his phone because at this point, the video started circulating, uh, circulating on social media. And I seen the video and I literally, I, I literally, like, I, I, I lost it, like, at this point. Like, I had to apologize to my son because I'm transporting him to the hospital. But I was so enraged at this point because of the graphic nature of that video that I made it. I made a U-turn and went back to the school. Like, I went back to the school and I was, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just glad that nobody was, that, that the person had already been arrested and all of that stuff like that because uh and their family and stuff wasn't there because i was so enraged at what i seen with that video that i i couldn't even i i, I for for a minute or two like i couldn't even catch my breath i was so i was so disturbed with with, with that situation so yeah and uh, i have my own theories as to why they didn't call you yeah uh, no, you're I, a big old a big old black dude um they know that you probably had you known the truth, you probably would have flipped some tables and desks and chairs. Um, yeah. You know, I, I just, <sighs> when we went to the school the next morning, cause I, I was with you guys um, in the hospital at the hospital and, and we did a couple things there. Um, but when we got to the school the next morning, um, I thought it was very, very interesting because we were told at that point that they knew the whole time that he had been hit in the head uh, with the fire extinguisher. Yeah. Uh, even though the previous day talking to uh, law enforcement, the story they were given was that he had was having the trouble breathing and he passed out. Yeah. And so again, Sam, I, I totally uh, agree with you. I totally agree with you because I think that sometimes um, we have to have con conversations about negligence there were so many missteps to me. First of all, not calling the custodial parent. Number two, not relaying accurate and timely information. If in fact, KJ was not so so husky, he may have, uh, those may have been fatal blows. And so what responsibility do you all think that the school, the administration has to this family? Samuel. I think that they they, sh they are owed a considerable apology, but that's not just it. We need we need compensation. Mm. This is happening, and this is serious negligence by the school, the school and the administrators, everybody involved. You don't tell you don't tell law enforcement and uh, EMS. You don't tell anybody. The the parents, only people that know about what actually happened on the students that were there, which is ridiculous. And, and of course the administrators, that's ridiculous that you don't t even tell the EMS what happened to him. That, that could have killed him. 
Realistically, that could have killed him. And you're you're just you're blowing it off and you're saying he just passed out. He he had trouble breathing. Say it because you could have you are endangering your his life if you don't. And mm. the what's so crazy what's so crazy is the first thing the first thing when I got him to the hospital, the first thing that they did, like when they asked what happened and stuff and like I showed the I showed the doctor the video of what happened and stuff like that and they wasted no time to get him in the back brace his neck up all of this other kind of stuff and started doing scans and stuff like that and the, the doctor was even disgusted because the doctor was like why was he not transported here why was he even moved like like this could have been like based on what he said this could have been way worse than what it was and the simple fact like you brought up if he wasn't if he wasn't the size that he would have it could have even been way worse than that but they were they were baffled at the fact that the ambulance did not bring him in i'm baffled um, the question in the chat says, so who falsified the statement to the police? My understanding is that there were multiple adults on multiple phones giving information to first responders, law enforcement, etc. Um, I'm not sure where the wires got crossed and nobody is taking responsibility for who said what to whom. Um, and so your guess is as good as mine, which one of the, the boneheads um, actually gave the false information. Here goes, here goes my thing real quick yeah. with, with that. If you remember, when we were at the hospital and the sheriff was in the in the hospital with us, mm-hmm. he clearly stated what they said. You're right. He clearly stated that they gave him this information, and hence the reason why they did not they did not have the uh, um like take it as seriously as 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 they as they were supposed to because of the simple fact of the information that they was given what's funny is is that we went when we went back the next morning um when we went back the next morning like what did the other officer do not the officer that talked to us at the hospital but the other officer tried to make it seem like and try to cover up from the school like oh well you know, you know that game. You could tell one person, and by the time it gets to the oh end yeah, he called it telephone. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's you know, it could be a different story or whatever the case may be. So he was doing what he was trying to cover up stuff from the school, and that didn't even make any sense to me, like at all. What and story get messed up? That, I don't, like scrambled up that bad that he was assaulted. He was knocked out by a fire fire extinguisher. To oh, he passed out just on his own. He just had to be because they said they didn't see what happened to him. But they didn't see what happened. But they can speak on it. But everybody around school was talking. Every single student had the had the story in their mouth. How did they not hear? They said they didn't see what happened. That's why they thought he just had some like he just had a trouble breathing. So they couldn't pass. But they they did because one of the security guards up there that I know personally. He literally pulled me to the side because he was the one that grabbed the boy and 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 took him out of there immediately when that happened. So they knew and and they detained him immediately. Mm-hmm. Baby lying. You know what I mean? The security, mm-hmm. the security, he he told me that. He gave me the information. He was like, he he literally damn near cried on my shoulder and was like, I'm so sorry I did not move a minute sooner. 
you know, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't move a minute sooner. He said, because we didn't think nothing of it because everybody is just walking in with book bags. And then all of a sudden we, I turn around and, mm -hmm. and, and your son is on the floor and all of that stuff. And the first thing I did was grab the boy and, and, and left out of there, you know? So that was that. So they already knew what happened. They already knew what happened, but I don't know why they, they want to sit up there and play the role. Like, Oh, this was just, you know, whatever. You know, so what? What they don't want bad publicity at their at their school of of another incident mm -hmm. happening. Like, Too late. that's made it worse. They don't want bad it's, publicity, but they did the one thing that can make it worse right. is lying. lying. Mm. When the evidence is right there for the entire world to see, you know how dumb you look. And the worst part about it is, I bet you the administration seen the airdrop. Probably because they, all they said they keep their phones it. on because of the airdrop. Yeah. Absolutely. So the teachers get everything. They seen it. And for them to just sit up there and just say, oh, he passed out. That's like one extreme from just passing out to being assaulted and being knocked out. Mm -hmm. That's two totally different stories. Mm -hmm. like exactly. Opposite and spectrums. Exactly. And one of the things that the police officer said was like when they had him, when they had the boy detained in the front, they were waiting for his parents they were waiting for his parents to to come get him and stuff like that. Oh, so they call his parents? Yes, they call mm -hmm. they call mm -hmm. the boy's parents and stuff like that. But when the um from based on what the what the sheriff told me is that as soon as the as soon as they seen the video, that they didn't wait for nobody. They just went and arrested the boy and charged him with attempted murder and an assault. And and that was that. And they arrested him on the spot. So I'm just, you know, I'm I'm listening and I just remember being in that room. Now there was a time when, you know, we're talking to all these people, all these um whether it be the police and the administrators and there was this constant thing that they were doing where they were saying, "Well, we can't hold the school responsible because there's no way they could have prevented this." Right. Uh, and so, no, I'm just telling you what they told. Okay. Me, okay. Right. I'm not saying it's the truth. Mm -hmm. That's just what I was told. And I'm just sitting here like, nope, mm -mm, nope, I don't buy it. You know, the teacher who the, the, the staff should have been more attentive. Like, how do you just take a fire extinguisher off the wall and nobody notices how anything? How do you miss a giant bright red safety it was in the hazard back, tool? It was in the backpack. Yeah, but how did they it's, even get How did they that? miss it from the case? Like, you walk what? past it's that not in, case. The not in the case. Isn't it in it's, that thing that you know it's not in a case? But even here's off. my here's my thing. Like, even if they okay, you say you can't prevent it, fine. But then that's not fine, but like, okay, you can't prevent it, then do something after it's happening. Like you're just you say you can't prevent it, and then you're just slacking off. You can't prevent it. It happened. Now what? Like if you can't prevent it, know something's gonna happen, and now that something happened, what are you doing? You're lying to the parents you're like and in the situation with parents being called for the other child and not for the victim it's all backwards law enforcement was lied to about the victim but then i don't know it's all backwards and if you can't prevent it then you need to know that something's going to happen because clearly you're not doing enough to prevent it if you are saying you can't prevent it no, then do something about it after it happens and i'm not trying to blame them for not preventing it but what steps did you take afterwards mm. Like, congratulations, you couldn't have prevented it. What do we do now? The and y'all just looking at me like a deer in headlights. The fire extinguishers are set up the same way. What do you mean? 
Oh, steal with the latch. Yeah, yeah, I can easily go and take it off. And they have to do that. I think they have to do that for safety, for like quickness. Mm -hmm. So, oh, if there's an emergency, just hurry up and take it off. But they haven't changed. From my perspective, they haven't changed any protocols. It's still very easy to go out and potentially do the exact same thing that happened. Mm. And so do you guys ever wonder about the likelihood of copycats? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because people were, it kind of became a meme, like sending the fire extinguishers and text messages, basically like, watch out, don't me like a threat, like, if you mess with me, this is what's going to happen. This is what I'm going to do to you. Like, when you see this, no, I'm about to come knock you upside your head. Right. Like, oh. Mm. So, KJ, how are you today? How how are you today? Well, I went back to school today for, like, the first time. How was that? Weeks. And just going back to school, I kind of, like, got a really big headache just trying to get back into everything and like just even doing work and looking up and looking at my Chromebook and all that stuff like it completely hurt my head so mm. I went home early and yeah I kind of just took some Tylenol when I got back home and then just kind of been relaxing so um you said that you were looking at the Chromebook and you you started to get a headache so um, Dad, are you asking the school about modifications or accommodations, like maybe a 504 or something yeah, like so that? Yeah, so we have we have that um, with with the new school. I've already met with the principal, the counselor, all of that kind of stuff like that, and so um, they're gonna we we're gonna do the um, that 504 program and stuff like that. They but they want to do what they want to do is they want to give it like two weeks um, so they can kind of like assess him and mm -hmm. stuff like that and see how he does um and see how he does for the two weeks and stuff like that so they can kind of grasp uh the um everything that they're trying to you know everything that they're going to do to you know with the program and help him and, and stuff like that which i'm which i'm which i'm cool with i mean you know the 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 new school they've been they've been real um they've been real cool and accommodating um for um for everything that's been going on and stuff like that and and trying to be as helpful as they can to you know uh receive him and then pretty much go from there but i also told him to take it day by day because truthfully like over the last because this is what the fifth week down there um this is like the first time that he's really had to you know try to focus concentrate on stuff all of that kind of stuff you know and then go from there like um, I know we've been having them relaxing. We've been, you know, having doctor's appointments, this and that. He started his physical therapy like twice a week, all of that stuff like that. So he's had a lot of stuff going on, but he hasn't he hasn't had to, quote unquote, use his brain as much. I'm not saying he doesn't use his brain. You use your brain, KJ. I know what that meant. <laughs> he hasn't had to try to like really focus and concentrate on 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 stuff in in the past um in the past few weeks so um we're just um you know i, I told him it's going to take one step at a time and stuff like that and they have it in, they gave him like some kind of pass thing if he's not feeling good if he's this and that just show the pass and then he's able to you know leave and go and that's great. Um, the, the one thing I would ask of you, Dad, is that you uh, have us accompany you to those 504s 
so we okay. can make sure we hold them accountable for the accommodations and make sure he has the right accommodations in place. Okay. Um, Jalen, I see that you're jumping in. Melissa, I think I saw you. Were you trying to jump into? And then Samuel, I saw you too. So let me go to Jalen and then we'll go to you guys. The one thing I did want to say before we get, before the podcast ended is when you said, when, when earlier uh, Lorena asked, how are you feeling? Uh, and you were like, oh, I didn't look at the social media and all the stuff that I wanted to commend you for that because it takes a strong person to be able to do that, to be able to go through something so traumatic and then not care about and anything that social media says, because nowadays you look on social media, you see something bad like, about you. That's all you're thinking about for the next couple of weeks. You're like, how do I change this? How do I change that? How am I, why am I perceived this way? Why do they look at me like this? But for you to just be like, no, you know what? It happened. You know what? I'm just going to leave that in the past. It was what it was. I know what I, I know what part I played in it and don't care what people perceive me as. That takes a strong person. Yeah. Mm hmm. Thank you for that. Uh, Melissa, did you have something you wanted to Yeah, add I on? wanted to say I wanted to say two things. One, something that was said earlier about I think the security guard who pulled the other kid uh, away from the situation. I just think it's really interesting how the people who tried to do right in the situation like that one staff member are feeling bad while the adults who did badly are seeming like they're not feeling anything. Mm. I just I just thought that 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 connection was interesting. Second thing I wanted to say is I'm really sorry that this happened to you and that the people who you are on campus with, they should be there to protect you. And it's clear that they weren't. And I'm really sorry for that. Um, I know how that feels. And that's why I'm homeschooled. I know how that feels. So I, I understand. And I'm, I'm really sorry that that happened to you. And I really wish I could give you a hug. <laughs> Samuel? There's also two things I want to say. But first thing, um, I've had a concussion and it's not fun with lights when it when it happens. It's not fun with lights. It's like every light you go past, ah, my head hurts. Ah, I can't focus. Ah, I can't think. Ah, my eyes are burning. So um, I recommend for like for school, maybe get some like specialized uh, sunglasses. That's what I got for my concussion to help me focus from the lights. Oh, you, oh, you, uh, you see the glasses, Sam? Them. You see them? Hey, hey, let's go. I had to use these myself because I work on computers all the time. So Those I, are blue lights? The yeah. blue light glasses? Yeah, I got those. Yeah, so these these actually help me a lot. So I'm actually going to yeah. give them to him and let him yeah. see how that works because that, that stuff, people think that that stuff ain't real. That stuff is real. Especially oh, that was bad. And all of that stuff. I'm oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Sammy, you, you got one more thing you you want to yeah. say? Because I want to get to uh, something that Jalen said. But go ahead, Sam. So, um, KJ, how were you feeling after after you were cognizant of everything that happened? You knew all the details of what happened to you. How were you feeling after that? Um, at first, like at first, I wasn't really thinking about it until. Like, I really started going on my phone and I'm seeing like people texting me, you know, asking if I'm okay, all that stuff. And I'm just like, you know, I, I don't like, I don't want to like leave people like on deliver or anything, but like just having to go through a whole bunch of messages and all that stuff and people mm -hmm. asking what happened and, you know, all that stuff. Like, and 
I wasn't really trying to go through all of it. And then just knowing what happened or like people talking about it and stuff, like it did kind of make me mad and everything. But, you know, like the more I was able to talk about it and all that stuff, um, it's like there's felt like those other people who like feel the situation and, and just trying to help me get through it all the way. Like just, just sitting here talking about it with you guys, like, just it helps with a lot, it clears up a lot of stuff and all that. And yeah, I don't want to put anything in your head, but I get it. But not going through all those messages, it can get really draining having to respond to people, especially when in that particular instance, you don't know if they're actually worried about you, if they're right. just trying to be nosy mm-hmm. to be like, oh, yo, I got an update, I got an update. And so, you know, I, I understand that. And I think that personally, you do what feels right for you and what, what you feel is best for your mental health. And um, making sure you put yourself first and taking care of yourself because you are not a new story. You are not a the star of a movie. This is your life, unfortunately, and I'm sorry that you had to go through that. And I hope that you feel supported over here at BYLP because we got your back. Yeah, and I want to add, like, you choosing not to respond to those messages, like, that's self-care. Right. So don't feel guilty about, oh, I didn't get back to everyone on their time. Something very traumatic just happened to you. That's taking care of yourself. Right. And so I know that uh, you guys decided to kind of um, turn your attention into kind of like a new, I don't know if you call it a campaign, but I see dad has the shirt on. Um, Do you want to tell us about the shirt that you designed or co-designed, KJ? Um, Or dad? You want your daddy to say? (laughs) Well, me me and my son, like one thing I, one thing I've done with, with, with my kids, all of my kids and stuff like that, um, is we we have no problem with talking and, and communicating, opening up and stuff like that. So I know that this situation was gonna be really hard on him and stuff like that. And, you know, staying in constant contact with him in regards to, you know, the situation kinda, you know, he opened up about a lot of things. So one of the things we, we did, we actually sat on the stairs for um, about an hour or so. And we were just talking about a lot of things about, about the incident, about forgiveness, about, you know, you know, God, about this, about that, you know, all of that kind of stuff like that. And then like one of the things that came up was like, you know, we can, you know, you know, when situations happen, um, when situations happen to people, especially in our community, when situations happen and somebody is hurt and stuff like that, the first thing that we think about is retaliation. The first thing we think about is wanting to wanting to get somebody back and stuff like that. And a lot of times in situations like that, that creates that creates more 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 good than bad, you know. So what we came up with and when we were sitting there talking, I think you know, one of the things that was said, and I forgot who said it, but it was like, you know, in a situation like that, you just have to look at it sometimes that love is greater than hate. and You just have to handle stuff, you know, you have to handle stuff like that. And then we were like, oh, snap, that's a, that's a shirt. Like, that's, that's something that we could, you know, we could do. So we actually, you know, sat back and kind of came up with the, you know, love is greater than hate thing or whatever, and our message for that is to to break the narrative in the black community that 
you know, when somebody hurts you, you have to sit up there and respond with hurt. You have to respond with hate. Mm -hmm. And our thing is to, you know, is to show love and hate and just handle it a different way. Um, because I know you've heard that that saying before that hurt people hurt people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so our thing is, you know, yes, we're hurt. Yes, we're dealing with this, but you know, we're we're worried we're worried about bigger and better things and just moving forward. And in order for us to move forward and successfully and positively and everything is that we have to we have to, you know, think about our actions and then and then move forward. There's a lot that we can sit up there and do if we wanted to, but at the same time, you know, our thing is let's 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 move forward and 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 you know brush ourselves off and 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 go from there. So that's what we came with. Awesome, because I'm still waiting for my shirt. Um, every time I see you, you say I got you, um, but the crew wants theirs too. So we'll be expecting um, our shirts soon. Yeah. Um, okay, just take me the And so, I mean, I think that it's it's so beautiful. One, um, I got to just give you your props because it always, there always seems to be this narrative that black fathers are, are not around. And you are the exact opposite of that stereotype mm -hmm. because I, I get to see you in action all the time, but everybody else doesn't. Um, and so I want to commend you for getting on top of that, for being about your business and about the business of your son and for holding people accountable, um, because I think that they expected you to come in and lose your cool mm -hmm. um, and to give them a reason to kind of do something to you um, to justify their inaction. And so I, I just want to uh, commend you uh, for being such an amazing father. Um, when I look at KJ, uh, first of all, he's spitting an image of you. Um, and I look at how he, he is, even yeah, with yeah. everything. <laughs> I heard that. Uh, even when I when everything has happened to him, he still walked around here with a smile on his face. Yeah. Um, and, and I thought that that was huge, KJ, uh, that you were still able to find things to smile about. Um, even when you were in pain, because you were in here, you were sitting up against the wall. Um, even trying to sit still and sit up straight, that was a struggle for you. And I know people don't see that all the time, but there are real consequences to these actions that are happening on campus. Um, and, and real quickly, Kwame, um, you actually know the mother of the other young person that harmed your son. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I found out later she actually contacted me. Um, she actually contacted me um, a few weeks ago. And so it's kind of like six degrees of separation here um, in Sacramento and in the black community. Um, everybody knows somebody. And so as adults in this situation, instead of trying to help our young people escape accountability, we have to be uh, the grownups here and make sure that we are not kind of egging on a situation that could have been prevented and we're not giving an excuse to people who commit wrong actions. Um, and that has to be a conversation um, that we have within our community, outside of our community um, and how, you know, we move over here in terms of advocacy is somebody dropped the ball somewhere and we're going to find out who. And once we find out who we're going to hold you accountable, there's no more, Oh, well, it was a mistake that mistake could have been fatal. And because you didn't think enough, I want you to treat 
black children like they're your children. If your child was hit in the head with something, you would have got them to someplace in an ambulance. That's what we want. We want the same type of treatment uh, for our children when they are harmed within these institutions, period. That's what we want, and that's the expectation. So listen, y'all, we have run out of time for today. Uh, as usual, good job. Uh, I, I love the energy that you guys are bringing. Bring me some more next week. How about that? Uh, next week, we will be sitting down with Professor Ernest Krim, who is really huge on um, social media. I think it's TikTok. Um, he, we've used a few of his videos here, uh, and he, we are going to have him here live and in person. Well, not in the studio, virtually. Uh -oh. um, and we're going to have a great discussion. So you guys make sure you do your research on that. Same so way. you come with uh, some questions and we keep him engaged. Yes. yes. Um, before we get out of here, I have to give a shout out to um, school board member Denzel Perry down in Compton. Um, <laughs> Councilman Andre Spicer, uh, school board member Micah Ali, um, the Kaylin for real, for real. We were at the two for real day. Boy, stop it. Uh, <laughs> we were at the two for real day down in Compton yesterday. Uh, we enjoyed ourselves and we promise we will be back. Um, you can't do nothing if you're not building relationships. And so we are being very intentional about um, cultivating spaces and making sure black children have outlets uh, where they are. Um, at the beginning of this podcast, you heard about our media program. We are looking for you. If you are a student, um, a young adult in this area or beyond, and you want to be a guest on the podcast, a co-host, or you want to learn about writing newspaper articles or broadcast media, this is the place for you. Uh, visit our website for more details, www.bylp.org. Uh, BBSN and BGSN are on tonight at 6, so make sure you connect there. Hack the Woods is coming up November 4th through 6th. So if you want to know more about what BYLP has in store for the community, you know where to go. Make sure you connect and really find out why we are indeed a whole mood. We're going to hit y'all with that wave. We're going to hit y'all with that wave. We'll see you next week right here on Facebook. And YouTube. Four thirty. We'll see y'all later. Oh my bad. Y'all ready? We're gonna hit you with the wave. You ready? Go, Jada. Okay, go, Melissa. Yeah. Sam. Hey, there you go. We'll see y'all next week. Take care. Yes.